All right, everybody, welcome back to the Better on Paper podcast. This is the Tuesday after week four, and the Chicago Bears are a very bad football team. <laughs> this is, um, we had, we had, are the they a good bowl. football team masquerading as a bad football team, though? Uh, I think they're no. No, no, they no, are no, they're just bad. I, we had the toilet bowl of the year in the Bears and Broncos game, and they were both competing to figure out who can be a worse team. And um, the Bears, you know, pulled that out, uh, not just from the player side, but also uh, Matt Eberflus just with some really boneheaded decisions. Um, I'm surprised I, uh, he's not fired right now. I think it's just because at this point they want to tank for Caleb and uh, and just see and what happens. <laughs> They've got the number one and number two pick right now oh, yeah. in the draft. Yeah, which is if you're crazy. a Bears fan in some ways, you should get excited about the draft already and just be. Like, I mean, ready I'm to like, go. yeah, I'm like it. I mean, you're gonna clean house. Like Eberflus is gone. Who knows if the GM is gone? Who knows if we trust the owner to make any good decisions? But it it's clean house, fresh slate, new start. That's something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think, and you know, obviously this game was way later in the day or was early in the in the slate, but. Um, it was a very, uh, I'm not going to, I would lie to you say that I watched most of this game because I didn't. However, uh, when the Bears go up 28-7 and blow a lead, that is just uh, interesting. So I had to kind of go back and look a little bit more. Um, that Justin Fields fumble at the end of the game was one of the more embarrassed, yeah, Eh, not the most, but probably one of the more embarrassing fumbles that Justin Fields has had. And it was almost as bad as we'll get to as Zach Wilson's fumble against the Chiefs. But uh, it was it was pretty bad. That was uh, that was when I I saw that game uh, ending. Um, I also just don't understand the play calling on fourth down at the end of that game. Um, he should have just kicked a field goal and like made the Broncos actually go score a touchdown. So I don't really know what happened there. Yeah, it was. I did not get to watch that game, but I did have eyes on the ESPN score and I was just completely shocked every single time I saw the Bears were up and then next thing I knew I looked and it was over and the Broncos had won and I was like well I mean makes sense I mean the Broncos had to win right I mean right there's no way the Bears could win it so it was just I don't know if you would have told me before the game Justin Fields was going to have one of his best if not his best game as a passer of his career I would have been like oh they probably win that game then against a really bad team and then Somehow they figured out how to not win. That's true. I mean, the Denver defense is so bad. It's so bad. Roller coaster. um, As the Broncos were favored by minus two and a half, so they actually covered despite being down twenty eight seven. So Vegas clearly didn't have a whole lot of confidence um, in the Broncos as well as the Bears um, as a whole at home. So um, expected outcome through and through. It's just it took a very, very different path to get there. Um, the pick by Justin Fields as well um, was really, really bad where he just threw it over the middle um, and it was clearly um, right to the, the DB um, on the Broncos side. So at least if you're a Bears fan, you can ask the question again, is Justin Fields the franchise quarterback no. going forward? But the answer is still no. That's one and two. Obviously, I think... Eberflus is a dead man walking. I think Poles is now a dead man walking as well. Because um, the Chase so new GM, stuff. new coach coming in there. They, uh-huh. they, tr- they traded away the 32nd pick in the draft last year for, for Chase, Chase Claypool, Claypool, 
who yep. they're yeah. now calling people to say, well, "Will you give us a six round pick for him?" And that's so, a I mean, whole that's, that's polls. So well, I mean, that's yeah, a whole other side of it too, where they had that, but they also had uh, that whole situation with Eberflus with it too, where they were like, "Was this a coach's decision or was this his decision?" And he and Eberflus said, "Oh, it was his choice to not come to the game." You know, so for those of you who don't know, Chase Claypool, Thomas's boy. Uh, he it was a healthy scratch from the game and didn't he was not present for the game, um, and he watched the game from home. Uh, when they asked him after the game, well, they asked him Saturday, like you know what's going to happen, and it, basically what it came down to is Eberflus was just contradicting himself the whole time, saying, "Oh well, yeah, like it was our decision to make him inactive, but it was his decision to stay home, and it was just kind of back and forth." And they were saying, "Nope, it was actually our decision that he stayed home," and it's just a lot of weird mixed signals are going on. It's just a very weird. It's a cloud uh, show over there. Everything yeah. about it is. Yeah. And they don't have their defensive coordinator because yeah, that's uh, he resigned, thing. and that's a whole different scenario that we don't we haven't really got. And into. they got robbed and had a hundred thousand dollars of equipment just stolen from them casually on a Wednesday during the season, which I'm sure there was a lot of high level law enforcement at the building that day, which might have caused some confusion yeah, in reporting that, that was going on. What are uh, the that odds day. that both of those things happen at the the roughly the same time? It's it's yeah. wonky. Well, so, this is to be expected with the Bears too. The Bears are one of the worst it's, ownership groups. There's um, nothing in good sports happening there. period. So yeah, there's yeah. We spent a lot of time talking about the Bears and the Broncos. I know it's an exciting game in terms of incompetence, but it's not that I mean, exciting. It was actually one of the I, games I was most excited to watch because of how bad they were, and I was kind of like sad that I didn't get to like watch it. But yeah, DJ it, Moore looks good. His talent was actually, wasted once again. It, and it arguably was a top three game of the morning. So from that end, like... That sure uh, wasn't a blowout. Yeah, it was like one of the few that wasn't actually an ass-kicking. Um, you know I, Sean Payton went way too hot in the locker room after that win, talking oh, yeah. about how this changes cultures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just very fascinated to see what he comes up with for his little analogy that he's going to try to, to use. Like, I don't really do like rat traps and stuff like that. But He's going to get Nathaniel Hackett this week. Hell. Um, <laughs> let's go on. Uh, we can go back to the Thursday night games. I think that was a fun game for us to be able to watch. Um, Lions look real. Like th- This team looks yeah. very, very now, good. Now you're saying that? I mean, I'm saying obviously, now, yeah. I'm. I mean, if I'll, I'm a finally willing to. Yeah, Lions are one of the best teams I mean, in the NFL right now. They're good. TC three and I were the only ones that picked them to win that division out of this group, and right now it's looking like a, a solid pick. Um, and I don't even think the Packers are bad. That's not even where it comes from. The Lions just no. look like a really good football team. They just won that game. The Lions yeah. won that game. Yeah, even with a bad opening throw by Jared Goff, it was just. It, it from at that point on the game really wasn't that much in doubt um jordan love had a moment where he kind of came back and it looked like maybe they were going to do something but man that the when the packers needed to buckle down and say like screw this we're going back to what got us to this point uh they looked really good um jared mm-hmm. goss playing some of the best football of his career david montgomery is a stud oh my gosh yeah um, they just don't even need jameer gibbs David yeah, Montgomery Jameer carried Gibbs me in fantasy gotten, this week. Yeah, Jameer <laughs> Gibbs kind of got pigeonholed into a little role, but I, you know, maybe next year, right? They did draft him high. Like they definitely have plans for him. Yeah, um, uh, they've maybe, done this over and over again with their running backs. I don't see any change where they forced Jameer Gibbs to be the number one. I mean, Swift always had that um, last year um, with Jamal Williams, um, and then before that, you can keep going back and back. I mean, 
Javid Best is going to be the number one running back in fantasy football because the Lions are going to utilize him properly. Obviously, he got concussed, um, and that was never the same. But then you go Reggie Bush, Amir Abdullah, DeAndre Swift. You can keep going up and down the list. I'm sure it's turning of the earth. There will be an overdrafted Lions running back because they draft him high and don't utilize him in a fantasy mindset but in a real football mindset. Yeah, yep. I would tell you you're typically right, but this year felt different. But now I'm starting to think that you're right again, and I'm never going to trust it again. Dan um, Campbell's a football guy, is all I'm going to say. He's not a fantasy football guy. Speaking of uh, coaches that aren't fantasy football guys, Arthur Smith and the Falcons. Uh, um, yeah, this is hey the guys. London game. LOL. <laughs> Look, I don't uh, get, the Disney I don't game. Wanna, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but I'm sorry. Uh, Actually, no, yeah, this- I'm not. It's all coming together. I said that Taylor <laughs> Heineke was going to get in, and I think Desmond has lost the locker room. You saw that Matt Collins stuff. I think this game, I shouldn't have picked them to win. I shouldn't have picked them to win. That was a mistake by me. But what's happening right now? It's all coming together for Taylor Heineke to get thrown in there. So I, had, I then we're going to be really cooking with gas, boys. I was thinking that too. Uh, this was a weird wrinkle for me with this game. It was. My only option was to watch the Toy Story broadcast. So hilarious! I was, by the way. I, I was watching this, which when it worked was actually really cool. That Bijan Juke that he had looked so much cooler in the Toy Story than it did in real life. Um, it, it was it was actually it was so cool. Clip that. It was it was really cool. Uh, but then after a while, like just the amount of weird glitches and stuff that kept happening, and to see that. When every every touchdown that was scored, the ball was like dropped on the Toy Story version of it because when the ball leaves the field of play, it just like goes straight back to the ground because the AI like they set the boundaries at like the out of bounds markers. It's not AI. It's it's not whatever AI. Not AI the, whatever the code that they set, hey. it's, they set those boundaries. Is that too? Kev's and it was right just now. very funky. Uh, and so it, it was just like weird to see where they're like, oh, look at this catch by Calvin Ridley. And then like the ball's on the ground the entire time. And you're just like, what's going on? So like, there's a lot of weird coding things. I wonder how much they were able to test that because it felt like they didn't because it crashed like four coding. times in the first kind of hard. Yeah. Good shift. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, it, I, I don't know. Good idea. I, I think it was fine for like a drive or two. And I just was it was giving me a headache. I definitely thought that I was going to be up and able to watch that game. And uh that is not what happened for me. I woke up pretty late into the game and I was like, let's go Atlanta Falcons and then check the score and was like, damn. So, but Hey, I'm just telling you, I think it's, I think this is, I think week five is going to be the last Ritter start. And I think, I think after that, I don't know if they have a bye in week six or not, but I think, I think after this week, it's, this is it. I I think your chances of Ritter getting benched are increasing, but he's only had eight starts. I mean, I don't think they bench him until he's at least had 12 to he's 16 starts. He's losing the locker room, and you're the one Matt who said Collins that Arthur Smith... is not Smith... the guy that can win or lose the locker room. Matt Collins no, is going to win No, he's not, but I gone. think he's the one that was just most like vocal and obvious about it. I I mean, do you think anyone else in the locker room is like, hell yeah, this is awesome? No. Yeah. I, I don't think that, but I don't I mean, think I, they're also like, hell yeah, Taylor's our guy. I'm just saying, hey, we you guys were kind of saying Arthur Smith might be on the hot seat a bit. Yeah. He might know it. I mean, what do coaches on the hot seat do? Sometimes they got to switch out the quarterback. So, I don't know. I think it's coming together for Taylor Heineke to get in there. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I will say, together. at what point does Arthur Smith, even if he makes all these changes and all of that, but 
his seat starts to get hot a little bit too if you're not using Kyle Pitts at all whatsoever. I mean, just trade it, him. Yeah, like they're it, using it, at Jonu. some point. Yeah, Johnny's exactly. getting targets and yards. Like if you're, like Johnny was the leading receiver for both yeah. teams for that game uh, with 95 yeah. yards. And exactly, I, Kyle. What Kyle Pitts has like what like 10 Six catches yards. all year. I don't know. It, it was it's, it's ridiculous. Just trade him. You guys can get value for him. Like if you're not going to use him, tra- I don't know. This is. Yeah, no, it, it, it's very weird. Be, the thing is about the Kyle Pitts thing. I think ultimately, this is just a fantasy football like nuisance. I think it's just since we all play fantasy football, it's more on our radar. I think if this was not the fantasy football didn't exist, I don't think we would be as concerned about this situation. No, I I agreed, but it's just a very weird thing to draft a tight end that high and then not use him at all. Um, the highest historically, but, right? Or tied for it? Yeah, it, at least in a very long time. Um, so it, it's a big issue from that end, but it, you know, it, at some point if they win, it doesn't matter. Right. But they're not winning. So it just becomes if, more and more of an issue. What if hear me out? What if Kyle Pitts actually just sucks? I mean, I, mean, I don't think that, I don't know. I guess he if looks like he's tape, actually he's getting open. somewhat open yeah. on some of these routes. Say, yeah, just, I've seen, I've seen the tape. He's getting open. He, he's creating separation. Kyle Pitts is very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry for saying he sucks. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> um, I said it, uh, thought about it. Wrong. Let's roll into the next game. Uh, Dolphins, Bills. This was uh, the, the. I wanted to pick the Bills, and I knew I should have because this was just a get right no, game didn't. for the Bills. Dolphins. Uh, they didn't even look that bad as much as the Bills just looked that good. Um, yeah, this was this a Bills the Bills good we thing. expected all of last year. Um, so if they this is play the like this, ex- they're going to be tough. You know what? I think there's something to be said. I think this was the Bills we were expecting when Zach Wilson got a random start this year. And uh, I think there's something to this Zach Wilson guy throwing a wrench into these good teams and staying competitive in them. I'm just all I'm saying. <laughs> that's right, Cowboys. Um, You're that's not a good, good team. That's right. Yeah. That's right, Cowboys. I'm not I'm not including <laughs> you. And yes, it is. It is great cope, right? Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say. This game, the Bills looked awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anybody else have anything to say about this one? No. No. Other than A-Chan, I think, has got the running back job now. Yeah, he, he very well might. Um, this Dolphins team is going to be good, though. I'm not I'm not worried about them long term, but at my confidence in them going to AFC Championship game are, are waning a little bit. But yeah. I think they're going to be defense does not look good. Yeah, that's that the, that's going to be their that's going to be their Achilles heel. Sure. But I still think they can win twelve or thirteen games this year, and that's just a matter of who their matchup is in the playoffs. I think that's just where it's all going to come down to. I think if the Bills wanted to, they could have dropped seventy um, this week. Um, they really took their foot off the gas. Oh yeah! The entire fourth quarter, they were playing keep away. They had like ten minute drives, um, yep. starting the at halftime. So um, that defense definitely the point of concern that I had with the Bills outside of two or sorry uh, the Dolphins outside of Tua's health. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see how they bounce back um, this week. Yep. Um, next game was also kind of an ass kicking, uh, Ravens, Browns, uh, part of this was, I mean, part of this was DTR. Like, I mean, obviously I love DTR UCLA guy, but he just was not put in a good position here and the Ravens look like a great team. That was a weird thing for sure. Yeah. Um, that whole random scratch play I, on Deshaun, that was weird, but I was really wanting to pick the Browns in this game and I picked with my heart this time and I picked the Ravens and I'm just, sometimes the heart is right. 
you know, this is uh, the Browns defense finally sh- had a couple chinks in their armor here. Uh, they've been playing so well, and this uh, the Lamar looked like Lamar. I mean, two rushing, pa- uh, two rushing, and two passing touchdowns. Uh, it's the first time he's ever done that, which I thought was really weird. Um, I would have thought he'd done that a bunch of times. Yeah, he doesn't pass that much. The Lamar me is honking hard. Honk honk. My uh, divisional yeah. winner pick is looking real good right now. Yeah, the Ravens are looking like they definitely might win that division. Uh, they look like the best team um, in that division right now. Um, I should have never slept on them. Yeah. Although they're still having very typical Ravens problems right now. Like they're still like just getting hurt at offensive positions, which is just so typical of them. And I, I don't want to say I don't know what's going on. I mean, kind of like the Niners. Are you like is there something going on in that coat? Like the the strength and conditioning room? Because it's just another year of them having injuries. So. Hopefully they can stay healthy. It's a long season. If the Ravens stay healthy, they're a dangerous team. But yeah, that's a big if. Yeah. Um, Next game kind of ties us into the Cincinnati Bengals. Just get their ass handed to them again by the Titans. I'm starting to think the Bengals are just bad, guys. I don't know. What do we think? Joe Burrow's hurt, and he should. They haven't been the same since they lost Eli Apple. They they (laughs) shut the fuck up. Great spin zone. (laughs) <laughs> oh I, man you're right <laughs> I mean he's a lockdown he's a locker room guy <laughs> lockdown there's the quarter the doll he's doing great things over he in Miami lockdown D dude um, <laughs> oh, I mean look at the bills from the last thank you for saying that that was hilarious dude the Bengals I think they should have sat Burrow and just put him on the pup for the first four weeks because clearly playing him has not helped the team and so what? it's like, should we sit him? Because playing him is not helping. Uh, you're in a difficult position there because obviously Burrow thought he could go. And sometimes you have to sit your players even if they think they can go. But the big thing is if Jake Browning was playing, they would probably be 0-4. Um, I mean, they're already – what do they do if they keep playing Joe Burrow though? Like that's it's a white true. flag already. Like it feels like it's a white flag. Do if they don't. Like you're just sending Joe Burrow out there, not letting him get healthy. You have to hope he gets better by a, the bye yeah. week and he's he's still in a better position. The the big thing is if they didn't play Joe Burrow, they're 0 4 right now and none of these games the games look even worse, I would say. Um yeah. than what's happening. But Jake Browning is not a, a starting quarterback. Starting yeah. caliber quarterback for he's any not, long but, distance. But clearly neither is Joe Burrow with one leg. It is just it's it's but he, it, it, he uh, yes and no, because he, he did also go win a Monday night game against a, a decent Rams team too. So like you can't like th- there's no chance that they were in even close to in any of these games that they have played if Jake Browning was playing and they did win one of these games. The I question guess- that you the question that you ask and is fair is is how much are you getting Joe hurt more by playing? Completely fair. I think that is really the question well, and also, none of us really quite know. He hasn't looked good for his injury. So it's just like, I, I understand the Jake Browning's not good argument. I agree. And I'm not pushing back on that, but I'm just like the Joe Burrow while he's injured is not playing well either. Like they can't throw the ball more than like checkdowns. Like Jamar Chase is like, I'm open and it doesn't matter. Like they're not yeah. getting the ball well, down there. It's, it's just, it's looking bad. I think that they just need to sit Joe Burrow. It's not looking good. And if it's a white well, flag season, it's a white flag season. I don't it, it is know. very weird because they did upgrade their O line again this off season, and it's way worse than it was last year too. Um, at least which how they played. Which was the story last year. Like this. Yeah. It, it, which was part weird. of that. Part of it comes from kind of what you're saying is like he's hurt. He's not as mobile. They're able to kind of 
just pin their ears back and go because um, they're not worried about him moving around at all in the pocket. That like, does change things a little bit. Um, also, T. Higgins being hurt uh, obviously hurts. didn't change this game, but that does affect their yeah. ability to, to do things down the road. Um, the next two games are the Cardinals and the Seahawks, then they have a bye. Um, so it, there is a point theory, here where... winnable games. Yeah, if Joe Burrow was fully healthy, but the, the question does become, okay, is he actually this hurt? Do we just say, you know, hey, let's see what happens. Um, yeah. and let's, let's take Burrow out, get him healthy, get him three weeks. And then we go from there. I don't know. I want to, I want to look at their, their, uh, like the actual schedule they've played here. Cause I'm just, there's something I'm, they've played the Ravens and the Browns, right? Yeah. Okay. And the Titans. So it's like, yeah, they have one, they're one in three instead of oh and four, but their one win is against an NFC team and they've still lost their most important games in the division and then an AFC team. It's just, so it's like. It, one and three, yes, is better than zero and four, but it's not a meaningful win by the end of the year. It's not going to help win them any tie breaks or anything. So I just if I they don't know. sit Burrow, I, I I do think what I mentioned what two three weeks ago, I do think that there will be meaningful changes in the front office um, if they have a bad year this year. Um, I this think they are, is I think a failure from a coaching standpoint as well. They can't. It is yes, Burrow is hurt, but the offensive line is playing horribly. Um, there's no running game. There's no running game to be speaking of. Um, the wide receivers aren't getting open. They're not getting schemed open. Um, it seems that Zach Taylor was able to get by on elite talent. And when any of that elite talent's broken up, um, his scheme does not hold water right now. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just I, looking like Zach Taylor. He's not a bad coach, but he's not a difference maker either in the head coaching position. And I just I, think that's I was not a Zach Taylor at. guy when he got hired because I was just annoyed with that everybody that like sniffed around Sean McVay was getting a coaching job. Um, that was just annoying me. Uh, that being said, he did take his team to a Super Bowl and almost won it. So, um, it, you know, like I don't think he's a bad coach, but as you said, difference maker is kind of sometimes what you need. Um, there's a few head right. coaches right now that you know that are actually making a huge difference on their team. Right. He is not one of those guys. Um, and you, at some point, if your Super Bowl window is starting to close, um, you need a coach that's going to do that. So I mean, you would say um, this was yeah. the, this was the last year of their window because they're going to be in cap hell too. Like T Higgins is T. gone. Higgins like, is going similar to like how with the Chiefs, yep. you're just kind of like Chris Jones is gone. Like it's that's kind of how the Bengals are with T Higgins. Like this, this was kind of it, and it sucks that it's going this way. But it's just it's hard. That's to why see they need to make it work. And that's why right he's now. not on the pup. I guess it's just they're not making it work. I get that they need no. to make it work. I agree. It's just they're not, and yeah. it's bad. It looks and it looks bad. I don't know. Yeah, um, let's let's go to the next game here. Uh, Rams. Hey, Colts. Let's throw some flyers flowers for the Titans. By the way, oh, I was yeah, slandering. I was slandering Derrick Henry out here. Dude was balling out there. Heard me saying, Who "They're is this the guy weirdest team old? to predict oh, for, I, uh, I, this year." I hate picking every game that the Titans are involved in because I just never know who's going to show just, up, and it's so frustrating. <laughs> it's the it's the the, the, the uh, Titans and the Texans that I'm having yeah. a real hard time yeah. getting a gauge on. I'm yeah. yeah. I'll just and tell those you those were two games that week we had consensus and we were wrong. Yeah, my gauge my gauge on the Texans right now is I'm just believing in them more and more every week. And CJ Stroud is just CJ carrying them. I mean, yeah. That's how the cream rises, right? You have a quarterback. CJ Stroud uh, is what I would want my quarterback to be. Um, right. He, he's like stoked to wear the Texans logo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you guys haven't seen stoked. that clip, it's terrific. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's it no, is I, terrific. I, I, I mean, to have a rookie not get chewed up on a team like that is like proves how good they are. Well, Zero what's his? Picks. 
Yeah, that's. I think he's the first quarterback other or it, the list of people that have thrown like 300 yards and no picks in their first four games are all Hall of Famers, except for Mahomes, who will be a Hall of Famer, and then Breeze, who will be a Hall of Famer too. He's just not gotten there. Um, but also, but Mahomes like Breeze, had a rookie year. Yeah, it's as Breeze, well Manning, Brady, Mahomes. You know, it's all the biggest names. Marino, like it's just all the biggest names you could think of. Um, I think that one's completions, Kevin, not yards, because uh, he stands on an island alone. I think he's the first quarterback in NFL history to have three straight or four straight 300-yard passing games to open his career. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'm thinking of a different stat. Yeah, you might, you might totally be right on that. Um, it's it's pretty wild. Uh, oh, it's just to open a season. I don't even think it's uh, – I, th- I think it's just to, to open a season, not to start their career is the one I was thinking of. But, yeah, no, I think gotcha. you're uh, – yeah, that you what you're saying – is right. I I love CJ Stroud. I think he's awesome. This is what I was saying a while ago. We're like, hey, you know, I think the Texans might get frisky and be able to beat a few teams. They they are what I thought the Panthers might be. Um, I didn't think the Texans were going to be able to dominate anybody, um, and they have. Their two wins have been kind of ass kickings of the Jags and the Steelers, and they're nice. going to be a fun to cover your Panthers take. Yep, absolutely. Very good what? spin zone. You just you just <laughs> buried the Panthers. You just covered them with dirt there. Yeah, they, you got to bury the tape and move on. Um, <laughs> they deserve it. They're bad. No, this obviously the Steelers aren't a good team. Like we're just, obviously just move on to the Texans Steelers game here, but the Steelers are not a good team. The Steelers um, defense has. You would expect them to do a lot better than that. Though. Yes, exactly Agreed. that. That's why it's the Steelers. And, yeah, it, yes, it, it, too. that's why I think we all picked the Steelers on that game because we so all too. were expecting we the did. defense to come up. And uh, that Against was just, a young, inexperienced team on offense. Absolutely. It's just, I'm, this was a game that I know, I agree that the Steelers are not like an amazing team, but it, I still think that's a strong win. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I still don't think when it's all said and done, they're going to win more than, you know, six games here. But I think they're showing a lot of promise moving forward and uh, being able to develop him. And Stroud, if he continues to play, he doesn't have to even be at this level, but as he just continues to play at a really nice pace, that's that's all you want as a Texans fan um, moving forward. Because yeah. uh, six help games is more than any of us guys. predicted. Yeah, if they if they get to six, seven, like they'll be a team that doesn't desperately need a first round pick in order to like stay afloat the next year. And I mean, hey. Niners guy, like it's that's the Cardinals pick now, so it's looking like they're not going to get that great of a first rounder after all. They're, yeah. they're, no, they still have the they have the Browns pick um, from the Deshaun deal. Yeah. Whoa! So they, I was they wondering about that actually because I swore I heard that they didn't have a first round pick, and I was like, "What no, happened?" With they the traded Deshaun theirs, deal? but they okay. have the Browns one because they're banging on the Browns to be bad. Which Deshaun misses any more time, they, the Browns are going to be very bad. Well, yeah. they're definitely looking like a team that can benefit from a first round pick but doesn't desperately need to uh <laughs> yeah I don't, point made i don't know um yeah absolutely um i think uh uh kenny pickett also got hurt it sounds like that may not be serious you may or may not miss time so that's a totally different thing but um from there uh yeah we'll see uh we'll see how those texans i, I wasn't expecting to ever talk about the texans very much but now they're just an interesting team so uh we'll uh-huh. see I'm, guys i'm I know I was texting you guys saying, hey, look, maybe we have a team of BOP over here where we're all rally behind them. And I said, maybe we check back in in a few weeks. Or, Shit, are we all thinking we can rally behind the Texans as a squad? <laughs> I'm I mean, just I, thinking right now, what, what differentiates the Texans this year from the Lions two years ago that we were so hype around? Is it because I of the mean, coach? Nothing, I mean, nothing. It's fresh, and it's not like we're doing the Lions thing for the third year in a row. 
That, no, yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd say like, remember the, the Dan Campbell's first year. You know, they didn't have a spectacular finish, but they had flashes, and we yeah, and we rallied we rallying behind, behind them. Them. Yeah, yeah. I like, I, think part of I like CJ Stroud. I don't know if I'd like the Texans. Well, I think part sense. of it was I think part of it was Dan Campbell. We all just kind of fell in love with Dan Campbell, half jokingly, and then the more we got around him, I think the more we liked him. Um, and, I don't think any of us uh, hate Tamika Ryan. Oh, I, like, I mean, well, like, no, I no, like no, 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 no. There's too. no animosity. There's no he dislike. Just, he just, just hasn't had the same quotable press conference type stuff that Dan Campbell had. That's um, so point. maybe it's not as, as vocal that way. But I, I mean, I, I love Tamika Ryan's view this when he was with the Niners, and you guys kind of made fun of me for it last week too. But like, that's I, I really liked him there, and and I really liked Stroud. I mean, which Stroud won me over in college at the playoff against Georgia when they should have won that game. Um, th- that's when Stroud won me over, and I was like, I think he might actually be a legit NFL quarterback. And sure enough, I think he's doing okay. So yeah, I will say the Texans don't have a character on the team like Dan Campbell, but that doesn't mean we can't remind him. But hey, I'll push. I'll 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 get off it. I'll get off it. We'll just check back in here. Maybe the Texans rally off two more wins, and we check back in. We'll see. Yeah. They're on watch. Yep. Let's move on. Um. Let's move on to this next one. We have Rams Colts. Uh, this game went to overtime. Anthony Richardson. He's another Crazy. young one of those rookies, man. Like I, same thing. Yeah, he yeah. looks pretty good, man. He looks completion he looks percentage good. looks disastrous in the box score, but there's like five yeah. or six drops there. Plus, yeah. I would say four more that probably should have been caught if they had a more capable wide receiver and tight end crew. Big news oh. is Taylor um, is back at practice as early as Wednesday. Um, yep. Past his physical and his tr- rehabbing at facilities. If Zach yep. Moss was feasting, um, Jonathan Taylor is going to have a, a good run. This is that same Colts offensive line, effectively, that we all thought was going to be so good last year. The issue was Matt Ryan just didn't have a functional arm and couldn't scramble. Um, so he could put eight in the box and really stop the run. Um, so Anthony Richardson looks really good. He's going to benefit from that. Uh, Punka looks Really, really good. Um, if I'm the Rams and I don't think I have a run left in me this year, um, I trade Cooper Cup. Um, yep. It's an unpopular, yeah. unpopular move, probably. But no. if you can get a first plus for Cooper, um, I think you do that. Cooper's playing. Problem the is, no one has the cap room to take on a Cooper Cup contract right now. Well, you imagine no Cooper one. Cup to the to no the Texans. no one does because his cap hit is so large. But well, imagine also, CJ Stroud. Look, I don't think that yeah. <laughs> this team needs more weapons. All right, I'm not saying this team needs more weapons, but I will say the Niners have 40 million in cap space this year. They absolutely can bring on a Cooper Cup and just say, could "Why you imagine not?" Getting Christian McCaffrey one year and Cooper Cup the next year—that feels illegal. The yeah. divisional I mean, it would never trades happen never happen. The divisional yeah. trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, no, I know, I know. Division, but but I just, no. I think. I think you'd be surprised. I think there's some teams that Maybe not. Well, that was the big thing when Niners made a bunch of weird restructures and all kinds of stuff at the beginning of this year. That was the big question is why are they opening up this much cap space? Part of it was because then it rolls over to the next year. So that helps offset a lot of our really big numbers that come in next year. And the other part of it is, well, they might just do all this same shit again next year and open up more, but are they going to try to make a big splash trade for a run halfway through the year and see what happens? I don't know. I don't think we have that much draft capital. I think it's so the, I don't see the, it happening. They just former versus the latter. I would yeah. agree with that. I think it's more to help next year so then they don't have to do as many of the crazy but contract what if, stuff. What if you guys just somehow brought in just another splash big player just to say fuck it? It would I mean, mean that IU 
Walks. When's McCaffrey up for uh, extension? I think he's got three more years. Yeah, well, but there's, three years who's the, the next year? It's Ayuk. Ayuk is the, coming up right now. And then yeah. some what offensive you, linemen, right? Uh, no. Get, Our offensive line are all pretty young. Is it so Kittle? All, no, Kittle's two years. Kittle's got two more years. Fred's got a couple more years. Dre Greenlaw is one of the other ones that comes up. Yeah, it's um, Yeah, yeah. And then there's Brock a, a bunch will be another of good couple pieces years, so. that are just a lot of money expected to be pushed towards them next year. Yeah, yeah. So it, it'll be interesting. But yeah, um, to get back to the Rams, uh, I think they... Puka obviously is very, very good. Um, kind of as annoyingly good as someone who doesn't like the Rams. Uh, but uh, let's give, I want to give props to the Colts because like they hung around and really fought back in this game. Um, and I, I thought they were going to win at the end. Uh, so it, it just good for them. I didn't expect them to have a shot. Yeah. Um, uh, next. We, yeah, next game was kind of a blowout. The Bucks put a whooping on the Saints. I was pissed we did not get a Jameis Winston game. Classic Derek Carr game. Oh, it was bullshit. Though. I know, really I know, he's hurt and all, but like, uh, average that's... depth of target is minimal. Yards per yeah. completion is minimal. His Offense air yards flat. Average air yards per pass or something like that. Basically, just how far he was throwing it that game. Average point four yards. Thirteen so completions to Kamara for thirty three yards. Yeah. Yeah, it was if that the, is the it was I know he's hurt, so, but if that's the best you can do, that's well, why with PPR too. Yeah, I mean, agreed. That, I totally <laughs> agree. I totally agree. But the the thing with Kamara, that's sixteen owner. points without any rushes. I'm a well, Kamara owner. But here's the thing with that too is that he had. So it was, I was flipping. Well, the stat was the, Sorry, the least amount, the least amount of receiving yards for someone that had 13 receptions in the history of the NFL. The next closest was 70 yards and he had 33. The next closest yeah, was 76. Yeah, that's like some 1930s numbers like. Yeah, so he basically just said they when if you're going to catch 13 balls, there's no way you're going to average like 2 yards a catch, but it's just crazy. So, um yeah. It's uh pretty wild. Uh it, it's like a Navy Georgia Tech game. Yeah, they should have just put James Winston in there. You would have had a better shot. Derek Carr clearly couldn't throw the yeah. ball. That's um, a pivot on mine. I don't know where we are in next next week's picks yet, but Saints probably excite me more if Jameis Winston's starting this week. Oh, yeah? The, the Saints would have always excited me more if Jameis And started. that might be one where I, I text you guys later to see if we can officially change the pick if they say Jameis <laughs> is a green light. I think Fair. starting quarterbacks are valid grounds. Yep. That's yeah. that's the that's the only one. That's kind of the big one that I would say. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, we got a couple more games left uh, in the early window. Uh, Commanders Eagles. This game, I was I really don't understand. It was drunk. How the Commanders didn't go for two at the end of that game. I riverboat run. What I know. I that, that just mind boggling to me because you know that you were going to lose that game if you went to overtime. You just know. I was don't happen. think that's true. Your offense I, is hot. If you get the coin flip, you win. But the issue is that's a 50-50 play, just like a two-point conversion. So why exactly. not control I'd say it with a, a two-point two conversion? is lower than 50-50. Uh, they've done the I odds like 49 or 48 or some shit like Eagles that. But the Eagles defense looks so gassed. If you looked on that final drive, they were really gassed at the end after that last after that catch. So that's where I think you end up you know, making up ground there on that 50-50. I think you had a 60 to 65% shot of getting that just based on how uh, tired they look. So, um, yeah, I I really think, uh, I don't know. 
again, I think that's. I think the overreaction on Riverboat Ron is true as Fire. well. I don't, I, I don't think it's the worst call that we've seen this year. I've been pounding no, my fist at no, the table no. to fire a long shot. I think Staley's had three worst calls in the Raider Charger game. I'm alone in mean, what Riverboat Ron did. Yeah, do we want to? I know we could skip ahead to that because I don't really yeah. have a lot to say on the Vikings Panthers. Um, yeah, I'll skip that game entirely. One piece on that, real quick though, is the Panthers are on track to have the most QB pressures applied to their team in history since QB pressures have been uh, documented. Yeah, um, poor Bryce Young. That's going to yeah. be rough, and they don't have a first round pick this year. So that's yep. going to be really rough next year. What's as the well. sack number? Because I saw the Giants are on the sacks aren't high because like because because uh, he gets rid of Bryce the ball. Has been a, he's been getting rid of the ball quick because he's Got very it. smart. He's calling audibles as well as yeah, he can run he can a escape. little bit. But yeah. like he's under pressure almost every play. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And also the the Seahawks having eleven sacks last night just really <laughs> <That was laughs> <epic>. <laughs> the Giants number. Uh, but we'll get to that game. Uh, Let's go to uh, Will, the Raiders-Chargers game. Brandon Staley is an absolute moron. Yeah, this is rough because... So is Josh McDaniels. <laughs> yes and no. The reason Josh went, and I'm not positive Devontae was in bounds. I feel like if that was reviewed, somehow the Raiders would have been screwed over and they would have said Devontae's elbow hit the white as soon as it also hit the green. So it doesn't matter because they can't zoom in on what lands first. Um, I think Staley's red flag that he had in his hand exacerbated the issue. So McDaniels ran hot. The issue was the play he probably gave in to AOC um, was probably one that he could audible out of if it was Jimmy, but it's not AOC. So it was a bubble screen um, on the one yard line um, when they had an identical look. Josh Jacobs got in to put him down seven. It's disappointing. I think defense played well, um, but I think this next week for the Raiders is uh, a make or break week. Um, definitely disappointing. Um, this is the just, second straight week with a one possession loss where the Raiders yeah. have a catastrophic air um, in the red well, zone. And this is what happened to the Raiders last year too, where they uh, they were hanging around at a lot of games. And just that's kept why losing. I was optimistic. It was the one possession rule of thumb where if it goes wrong one year, it goes right the other year. Um, yeah. but it doesn't seem to be going right thus far. <laughs> no. Um, my thing with Brandon Staley, he had multiple errors. He did the same fourth and one shit that he did again. That just, like, you did, I don't with understand how you make that same mistake. fingered Justin Herbert, too. Oh, yeah. Like, Unbelievable. That was, st- them turning the ball over was actually one of the better outcomes on that play. It, There's, it, like, it, a chance that <laughs> Herbert breaks his finger entirely. There's a chance that Herbert doesn't grasp the ball, and as a result, they kick it backwards, and there's a fumble. There's just oh, yeah. a whole lot that could go wrong there. Yeah, Not to mention, it, you make, make a rookie quarterback go 70 yards with no timeouts. Yeah, exactly. And then also... Yeah, you're you up have, seven. Yeah, and uh, when they got the pick right before that, too, when he like told Asante Samuel to go down, he, he may have taken that back to the house. He had at that least 15 yards... Like he had at least fifteen yards, and then it's just a matter of someone caught him. But I don't think anybody had the angle on him. That would have ended a- the game. AOC Why did you tell him is, to go down, you idiot? Like, AOC is judged as the the next Brady, jokingly on the the Raider Reddit because he is a unathletic, pudgy draft prospect that slipped but has a good arm. And there's no way he was catching up to Asante Samuel Jr. <laughs> um, that there was just no way. Yeah, it's uh. That game was wild. Um, the Raiders did make it close at the end. Uh, 
the the Chargers, man. The Chargers are gonna they are gonna Charger. Um, they're gonna be this same team the whole year. Where I just I never want to pick them, but they're also gonna win probably nine or ten games, and it's just gonna just be very frustrating to watch for the most part. Yep. Um, a uh, couple other games in the late window. Uh, Dallas is way better than the Patriots. Um, <laughs> I don't. Thirty-five points better than the Patriots by a lot. It's it wasn't really close. Mac Jones is not the guy. Yeah, your Mac Jones take is aging Mac like Jones milk right now, Cam. What was my Mac Jones take? That yeah, as I'm soon as he gets Mac a new Jones OC, ticket. he'll be back to oh. his Pro Bowl ways. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, I did. I was high on the Bill O'Brien signing in that turn. That's, the that's why my so, my so, saying yeah. was the Mac Jones is the next Brady. Then Bailey Zappi's the next Brady, and then whoever we get Look, next is the next Brady. I yep. know. Look, this is this is me being wrong either way. I'm just like, was it more of a Mac Jones take or a Bill O'Brien take? I mean, either way, it was wrong. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. We'll have to ask past Cam. Um, it was probably let's a go. We have thing. just a few. Why more would games. I do a Bill O'Brien thing? I'm so. <laughs> we just have a couple so more games left. Uh, Niners, Cardinals. This was. Overall, pretty dominant. It was fun. Um, McCaffrey's uh, animal. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much else to say. That was that was uh, fun. The, the Cardinals do have my respect. Though. Yeah, they, Cardinals played they, well. They're battling. Well, let's give the Cardinals some love. Absolutely, I am gonna give the Joshua Cardinals Dobbs some looks very very good. They're using Hollywood Brown yeah, in very so um, aggressive fashion where they're getting him open, even though he's one of the few weapons they have. The rookie yep. wide receiver, Wilson from Stanford, yep. looks very, very good. Yep. Um, James Conner's running the ball hard. They got a fight yep. in them, um, and this might be one of those things where the media was quick to say Dan Campbell's not the guy in Detroit, um, and they were very, very quick to say, including two people on this podcast, that Gannon was going to crash from, and burn in I, Arizona. I think there was four, I think there was four the, people on this podcast. I, I, no, I did not say that. I said I think he's the wrong guy for the job as their offense is with Kyler, but he's... <laughs> I wasn't out on Gannon. I just said he's the wrong yeah, guy Yeah, I said he deserved job. a head coach. I, I, I said he deserved a head coaching job. Kev said he did not, and he was not a good candidate. Same with Steichen. I don't even both know if I said terrific. that. I don't even know if I said that. I I more was They're just saying that after good. his initial press conference, I was or after his initial video, I was out. I don't even think it had anything to do with uh, that's uh, him as a coach. I think we're gonna look back on him. Social media. <laughs> we're gonna look, look back man. on him, kind of like a McDaniel uh, type hire, where he's just weird. So like the first time you met him, you're like, uh, I don't know if I like this guy. Shoo, and then shoo, after shoo, like a little shoo. bit, you're like, this guy's very very cool. <laughs> McDaniel's Maybe. weird in like a good vibes way though. He's weird in like a what did you just say? Way? Yeah. I mean <laughs> like, the the first time that you met McDaniel, he was definitely like, this guy's very, very weird. Yeah, but in a yeah, very endearing way. Weird in like a, no, it was not an cool endearing way. It became endearing. He no, was weird yeah. like some people find this cool. Oh. Gannon's weird like you think this is I think how people Gannon, talk to Gannon people? is Sirianni weird though. They, guys, they are cut yeah. from the same cloth where like Sirianni's weird and then people just embraced it once he started winning. If Gannon starts winning, people are going to start embracing it too. That's um, so Bill Belichick so Will, is weird. Let's not, not forget how weird Bill Belichick is. Yes. Yes. Even yeah, Belichick's weird. even weirder. Being yes. the winningest, <laughs> being the, the greatest Steve. coach in the league uh, gives you a lot of leeway with regard to how weird you can be. So let's not forget that he's I a love weird Steven. too. Also, also <laughs> on the on the Mike McDaniel thing, because I'm like I'm calling him endearing, and you guys are like, no. Do you guys look at look who you're talking to? This is literally the type of person that would like 
love but, Mike McDaniel at the first word he said. I'm on your he side. Be, and I was like, yeah. I'm, like, no, I, I'm not he, saying he's not endearing. I'm just saying yeah. winning tends to help that a lot. Because I'm so. like, yeah, like screw the football coach side of it. This guy could be bagging my groceries. And I'd be like, yo, this is the coolest guy bagged my groceries Dude, he's today. got big Trader Joe's vibes. I need to go back to this Trader Joe's so I can make friends with this guy. Um, but now he's hanging out with cool people. Just and stuff. positive comments only on all your frozen food selections. I would love that. I would love that. I buy so much frozen food. Dude, I love um, this orange chicken. Bomb, dude. Especially at Trader Joe's, dude. The orange just, chicken is so bomb. It's always sold it out. Is. You gotta get and there you know, on the right Dan's day. You know, Mike McDaniels be bagging and say, dude, that bomb, dude. He'd be like, bro, if, you know, if there's like two more, you should go back and get it. It's only $5.99. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> oh, shit, there were three. I was going to buy them all when I got off work today. I'm but like, kidding. it's cool, bro. Happy <laughs> yeah. for you, man. Just like mess with you. This is, oh, this is our Mike McDaniel impression if he's a Trader Joe's bagger. This is this is gold right here. Yeah. Um, let's let's move on to uh, the game that we all want to talk about. Um, Chiefs, Jets, um, the most rigged me, end of a game in the history of football. Uh, let me just – Thoughts. I'm, I'm doing it this way. Look, all right. I don't, I don't really want to talk about this game, but I would love to come up to the post like a, like a member of the team that I am. And I'll just let you guys, the media ask me questions and I'll answer your questions. Cause I don't, I don't really want to talk about it from the hip. Okay. So cam question yeah. uh, on a typical, uh, holding call, uh, a defensive holding on a defensive back is the, does the penalty occur before or after a throw? Uh, you would say that the penalty typically would happen um, after the throw. Um, I well, believe no, before, I'm not a ref. Before the throw. Before, before the, the throw. throw. So I don't know. So, so at the end of the game, uh, when Pat threw a pick, and they called holding on Sauce Gardner, but the ref didn't throw the flag until after the ball was picked, and the holding penalty occurred four seconds before that. I'll say some would say that would be rigged. Thoughts? I have a theory on that. I have a theory <laughs> on that. Um, it was definitely a hold, and I don't think that's really debating anymore i think we're kind of past that stage of debating was it a hold? okay I think we're all like well, okay technically it was a hold but we're all question. taking issue we're taking issue with the timing of the flag that's what we're taking yes. issue with second so I'm question gonna give you my theory i'm giving you my theory on what happened there oh i, I just I think to follow the ref, up on holding if because if we agree that was a hold then i want to ask if you have another one that was a hold i was gonna say because if you ask about the, the one of donovan smith on uh number 11 literally yeah that is, where he held them he for both like 12 of his seconds hands. yeah when he had both of his hands inside the pads the entire time and was what face are you to talking face with him. about what are you talking about watch the it was I'll on both of his shoulder it was on both of his shoulder pads and he had his hands up in the air because he couldn't run away and he was trying to move and the guy was just okay, yanking it back into Cam. his frame Cam, that was one of the most obvious holds in the history of football that was crazy I the history was not a hold and that was not a hold and i'm standing by it i'm finding the alternate angle right now uh to show you what it looks like <laughs> when you can actually see where his hands are you know as opposed to like it behind him Cam, hands inside is not a rule of holding. That's just, you do that so you don't get called because it's harder to see. It's still a hold. A ref's never going to call that as a hold, and we saw that. Um, they have all the time. One thing real quick here. Anytime that you mention an alternate angle, it really sounds tinfoil <laughs> That's fair. But it also is the angle that shows you the whole, like, but that's also, me, that's also, I get the what it sounds tinfoil. lying to you. No, the media's not lying to you. It's just, you guys are saying this is a hold and you're talking about the, the one where it's you don't see Donovan Smith's hands because it's you see number 11 trying to get in. The angle I'm talking about is where you see it where Donovan Smith's backs to the camera and you see him hold, like not holding, but, you know, like blocking. And uh, so, anyway. so what, what, what was was he blocking his jersey or was he holding his jersey? Look, 
I'm just, I'm a little, I'm exhausted of this because I've Let's been on the on. internet. Let's just move on. No, 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 no. I'm just going to say I'm exhausted by this because the officiating in that game was poor and people were just mad that the Chiefs won because I can also show you a bunch of other calls that were either called or were not called that were in the Jets' favor. That safety, it was not really a face mask. Like there was... There was a lot that went wrong, so let's stop blowing up about one play. Like, it is never decided on one play. And also, if you're asking about why I think the flag was thrown late, I think that the ref was like, I'm not going to call this whole, I'm not going to call this like a defensive holding. And then it was a pick, and he was like, all right, fuck, I should probably, it is a call I should probably throw it. Which, I can get how that's a bad look. I don't think that's NFL rigged, but I think the guy was like, this is, it's a ticky-tack call, and it doesn't look like it's going to be an impact play, so I'm not going to call it. And then it was a very big impact play, and he was like, all right, fine, I'm going to call the ticky-tack call uh, now. I, Which, I will say I'm, I'm mostly messing with you because I, I I can I see kind you. of both sides of this. Um, if I it was my looking, team, if I was, if I was a Jets fan, I would be diehard. This is the most rigged thing in the history of football. I really don't care that much, but I will never the more get that this kind of shit happens with the thing. Chiefs, I, I will just say that the more that this kind of shit happens with the Chiefs specifically, the more they're going to become hated just because it starts turning into a the even if it's not rigging who wins it's and loses the game, it's the just game. a few calls here or there that change the outcomes of games or can steer the course of the game differently. When you and, say that it's going to make people hate the Chiefs if it keeps happening to them. Yes, of course, you're right there. Like there's no pushback on that. But I'm just like, the NFL is not rigged at all. And it's not rigged for the Chiefs at no, all. No, but uh, the, so that's, there's that's more a, what I'm a saying. great podcast called Whistleblower that dives into the NBA it's rigging. great podcast. Yes, um, and they fiasco. also have like a, a great, like it's a Netflix documentary or a 30 for 30 or something on it. Yeah, but that, the, the that big thing my is... My girlfriend's dad keeps recommending to me. because Donahue, who is the guy who actually rigged games, was not reffing, I think, the most rigged game in NBA history, which was Game 6, Lakers-Kings. 2002 mm -hmm. where all three centers for the Kings fouled out um, and Shaq by himself shot more free throws um, than the Kings entire team. Um, what Donahue said was there was no direct orders from the NF uh, the NBA to rig that game. But no, it was the, the mob. The, no, the, no, the officials no. were all um, under the impression they were called company men. And the idea was they knew that the ratings in the NBA finals would be better if the Lakers made it. And as a result, they pushed that through. I'm not okay, saying well, it's rigged, but that would be what Kevin is insinuating in terms of where these people think. Because the same thing happened with the Patriots. Um, Patriots got a bunch of very, very close calls during their run. And we were all basically screaming the same thing. And that's always what happens with dynasties. It happened with the Warriors. It will continue to happen as long as the team is winning and other teams lose. Correct. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's my point too. Let's add in a little bit of time on Zach Wilson. He looked really, really good. And yeah, I'm happy for him. I don't like the I'm, media. I'm doing press conference right now. I'm doing press conference right now. You guys are supposed to be asking me questions, but I'm going to just take uh, the moment to take We've them hijacked say, this press conference. Uh, Zach, Zach Wilson outplayed Patrick Mahomes that day, and that was really embarrassing to watch. And I think it's the first time that I've ever seen Patrick Mahomes play a bad football game. There's my statement. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, it, I, yeah, we kind of hijacked your press conference like uh, the kid sitting on dad's lap at the press conference that hijacks it. We're kind of having okay. that moment, but, you know, we're okay. I, you, um, guys you, weren't good you guys answers. weren't prepared. You guys weren't prepared to play media today. I I kind of just threw that on you guys. I I, I knew that you guys were going to have more of an angle. No, just I'm like, just I'm just tired of the entire narrative going around with the Chiefs right now. It's just exhausting. I yeah. agree. Taylor's bringing um, so much unwanted attention. <laughs> it's I not even say. that. It's just it's 
it's so oversaturated. Um, yeah. It, it just really is. And that's why I was happy Wilson had um, a, a decent game because I think the hate on him was getting oversaturated too. Or is this? It was. Everyone was you guys, hating on him. Did you see that Chris Jones interview with. Uh, yeah, that was really bad. Yeah, that was so embarrassing. I, forget I understand like about. having a take and like being like, I don't think he's good, but like trying to get someone else to say it for you yeah, while you also like, say it is bad. Come on. Like we can all admit here. We're all right. It, he was garbage. And you're just like, <laughs> so cringe. Um, yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's two, finish up two this things week. real quick on the Sunday. Okay. Um, one, Chris Collingsworth is unbearable. I will now mute my Sunday night footballs from here on out. He is really, really bad. Um, and two, it is an utter joke that his son is, um, on the field ahead of games. Oh yeah. Um, that is the yeah. biggest piece of nepotism pie I've yes. seen in quite some time. Correct. Yep. Um, let's TC three is just like, I don't know, Jack Collinsworth, you know, Notre Dame guy. He's <laughs> Nepo Jack sucks. Oh, um, all right. Well, that's one more thing. Yeah, anybody <laughs> that's more... Nepo is just Nepo, whatever. I called Steven Belichick Nepo Steve. Like, uh, all right. Okay. All right. One more thing before uh, we move on to the don't next, say that uh, about Steve. I will. One more game, and then we got to move on to uh, our preview for next We've week, real got quick. To move uh, on. <laughs> We've got to move the on. Giants suck. That's the end of my recap. Thank you. Monday, football. Yeah, that's okay. fair. Sweet. And, and Kev won't say it, but I'll say it. The Seahawks are kind of good. Seahawks are good. Yeah. Uh, they got right. dogs okay, on defense. All right. Next game. That's <laughs> or, uh, next week. Next week. Picks? Yes. Is it pick time? All right. Um, this week we got five games. We got five games with contested picks. And I'm not going to lie. I'll give you a hint. One person is behind all five. The rest of us had relative consensus. I think there's a bunch of good toss-up games. I'm gonna take. Yeah, first game. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I this was I, my first I, no toss-up game. That doesn't mean that I'm gonna go 100, but at least I was beside myself in every pick I made. First pick of the week, we've got the Indiana Colts, Indianapolis Colts. I was like the Indiana what? That sounded wow. wrong. I thought the, the first one was going to be Texans Falcons, so I'm glad that we all think the Texans are going to win there. Colts yeah. and uh, Tennessee Titans. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm with Will on this, but Will, you got the Colts. Yep. Explain yourself. I, I think there's a pretty good chance Taylor plays, um, even if it's a, a couple of snaps. It's definitely a, a really, really big addition. Anthony Richardson's giving me a lot of hope. I think the Titans' wins thus far um, are against um, some interesting folks, but. They've struggled. I think they're going to struggle with a mobile quarterback um, with a good running game. Um, I don't think Anthony Richardson is going to light up the scoreboard, um, but I think they're going to get enough points, and their defense is playing very, very good to slow down um, the Titans. It's also at home, um, so I, I like that pick. It seems I always underpick the Titans when they're at home, um, but I, I do think that, that they'll struggle on the road. Um, fun fact, Derrick Henry has had uh, 700-yard rushing games against the Colts. It's the most of any running back since 2010, and he's only been in the league since 2016. Uh, oh, man, so make me feel better. I guess a single I team, that- so from that end, uh, I just think Derrick Henry, he hit a stride last week. That's why I picked the, the Titans. Um, I, do I like don't the Colts, think the though. Bengals are a juggernaut defensively. I think that the I Colts are actually a very, very good team that we all slept on in terms of defensive talent. 
Um, we'll see. I like the Colts. I think this will be a close game. I just think the Titans end up controlling this game. Uh, Titans is a straight pick them in Vegas right now. There is no That's established fair. spread right now. The Titans, yeah, no. the Titans sure. for me, uh, the Titans have one of the best run defenses in the NFL this year. So I think that they will shut down Jonathan Taylor. If he comes back for his first game, I think they will shut down Zach Moss. He's not that good at football. I think they will be ha- able to shut down a mobile Anthony Richardson. The issue is that they are maybe with the Eagles, one of the worst passing defenses in the league. So I'm going to want a rich to go 11 for 25 again, but hopefully not 200 yards and two touchdowns on 11 completions. I think, I and think that's this is what a, I'm hoping for. I think this game is like 13 to 10 or 13 to 17. I think this is a pretty low that scoring game surprise me. overall. Yeah, I think, I fight. think winner gets a 24 or so. Yeah. I think <laughs> if you get to 24, wins. you win the game for sure. But I think it's going to be even lower scoring, but yeah. Um, all, right. all right. I think, can I predict Will's next pick? That's a real quick, that's a shot directly at Ryan Tannehill in terms of me picking the Colts, a uh, rookie quarterback <laughs> versus that's, an established journey, man. That's fair. <laughs> totally fair. Uh, Ryan Tannehill uh, deserves those shots. Take a pick. I, I, I'm going to guess that Will took the Patriots over the Saints. No. No. I did not. Oh, he okay. We not. all got the Saints then? All right. That was actually, next, it sounded like you were hinting towards that earlier today. No, I, I think Jameis is going to play. That's why I chose the Saints. If Derek okay. Carr plays, I'm probably going to think about flipping. <laughs> okay, fair. The, the next contested pick we have, Cincinnati Bengals, Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, Will, I, I mean, I surprisingly, I Cardinals surprisingly had Cincinnati Bengals. They're feisty, Cardinals. they're at home. Uh, Bengals are in shambles. Joe Burrow's still hurt. T. Higgins is definitely out. Out. The yeah, Bengals, I, it, it's easy for me. The Cardinals are at home and they're playing great football this year. The Bengals are on the road and they're playing the exact opposite of great football this year. Even when Joe I get Burrow that, plays. and this is this is one that I just I went with the spread. It's right now Bengals minus two and a half. I understand that the three losses the Bengals had they were favored, um, but I. I'm, this is going to be one of those ones where I, I just keep digging myself deeper in a ditch. Um, it's probably a sunk cost fallacy. Uh, I, I think the Bengals have to get right sooner or later. Otherwise, this is one of the biggest misses that we've had. Um, so I, I think the Bengals are going to somehow find a way to will themselves a victory. No, that's fair. Right. Also, to win. who knows? Cardinals now have a little bit of momentum with them. Let's see how they do when they find out that they're not actually hot shit and they're one and three, even though they've been very competitive in those one and three. Fair they enough. are one and three. I've been saying yeah. they've been playing great football, but they are a one and three team. That's true. Yep. They did play the Niners. I, I think Cowboys, I know so. the next one here. Oh shit, the Cowboys they beat though. All right. I think I know, I, I, know, I, think I know the next three actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. certainly you know the next three. Yeah, I love, right. told you one of them. I told you. I don't yeah, want, I don't, all right. We, we don't all want right. to spoil it for uh, the listeners, so I'll just roll through the next three. We got <laughs> next... Minnesota Vikings, Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, we all chose the Jets? Yeah. You all chose yeah. the Jets. Yeah, okay. I definitely thought you picked the Broncos. That was going to be one of my no, three. No, I, right. I was picking the Jets. I thought you guys were going to be like Russ's back. You said, I was going to say, you said you were picking the Vikings in the group chat today, so this yeah. does not surprise me. Yeah. Um, to put it bluntly, I think the Chiefs have a bad aura around them. Um, I Dark don't aura. know. Oh, yeah, I don't oh, know when it's, right. when it's, okay. it's going to happen. Um, but... This is also very similar to like the Bengals where a lot of people had the Vikings winning the division. Look, the I the v- Vikings need to win this game to keep in dis- uh, discussion for division wins. 
I will say that I can see where you're coming from with the Chiefs having a dark order around them. However, I would counterpoint by saying that the Chiefs and the NFL marketing are doing everything to tell you that there's nothing wrong going on at all. Which I can see that's why you're getting usually, exhausted by it. Yeah, I can see that's why you usually when things exhausted. are going wrong. But yep. I would say that uh, everything coming out has been very, things are fine. And when the great. Titanic was going down, people were saying, be calm, go back to your quarters. <laughs> This is an unsinkable ship, and we just won the Super Bowl, so that is an unsinkable ship. You know what? Look, uh, three and one, one and three. I'm gonna roll with my team. I don't need to give any analysis. Uh, me picking the Chiefs surprise. No, this is one. a this is a cute pick. Um, definitely. Yeah. I did in text you guys too. This, this is a this Kirk is good up. pick. This also, and did I think come it's up. a good conversation to have. I, I think the Vikings yeah. have the, the Vikings are as bad better. as their record. It, it came up in the group chat today because I also sent it out and I said, I'm picking the Chiefs this week, but I definitely can see us losing to the Vikings. So, um, anyway, that's no, right. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad – if you're going to take a cute pick, this is the one to take, I think. It's just a matter um, of – I mean, it's, I think it's going to come down to are the is the Vikings defense still playing god-awful? Because if they are, the Chiefs can play well against it. We saw them light up. I get, it is the Bears, but like – they can they can play better than bad defenses. So I think that's what it's going to come down to. What is that now? Yeah. Like just unmute yourself and speak. No, they definitely can. I just want to see what you, what you <laughs> did there. I was like, you're just sitting there, like you just got them shaking your head violently. I was I was just, expecting just Cam to be like, well, yeah, no, that they can't they can't play good against good teams, but they can play good against bad teams. No, we can play Classic good against good teams. teams. We just haven't been doing it consistently lately. Uh, if that's if that doesn't inspire confidence, I don't know what does. Um, we didn't hit an iceberg. We're, it's totally fine. <laughs> but we didn't hit an iceberg consistently lately, guys. Like it's just one All right. iceberg. All right. Next game, we have two more. <laughs> Next one, we got. I chose my Cowboys. So I'll just go yeah. ahead and say yeah. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers. I saw that. I knew that was happening. I, Cowboys. I almost, I almost picked the Cowboys. But I, just I, I pick, think it I just has to be this until they lose. I think the Niners I'm, are their team, but like the Niners have won the last three, if I'm not mistaken. You, you sound like fair. me saying no. Russ can't be bad this season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, this is sunk cost fallacy. I have three yeah. games that, that I think are this sunk is, cost this fallacy. This is Will's here. week of the sunk cost fallacy. That, that's that's kind of what it is. I respect to, it. I'm guessing you also picked the Raiders next, so we're going to have the same thing. Correct. Yes. The one Correct. position yeah. games. But yeah, I mean, I think, here's the thing Sunday night, this is going to be so far game of the year. This is yeah. the game that everybody's going to be looking for. Overall. Um, this is a lot of fun. Um, it, even though the uh, Cowboys lost to the the Cardinals, I think that was a little bit more of a fluke situation, underestimating kind of look-ahead kind of game. This, I think, both teams have been looking forward to this. Dallas, obviously, mm-hmm. since they lost in the playoffs last year. Um, I think Niners obviously look very, very good. I think the Cowboys looked awesome against the Patriots. That defense is awesome. Um, my biggest thing with the Cowboys, because it, it is a slightly different team, and it's a slightly different team because now Tony Pollard's healthy, which he got hurt in that playoff game, but also Trayvon Diggs being hurt. We're going to see how that affects their team. Micah Parsons is unbelievable. Um, he's playing like the best defensive player in football. Um it's going to be interesting to see how Kyle Shanahan goes about combating him because he got rendered useless against the Cardinals because they basically just ran right at him um, and used him as a, a decoy, which is what teams have done to Nick Bosa too. So um, we'll see. I don't know. I, this this is going to be a great game. Uh, I won't be surprised if it goes either way. We'll see. I Yeah, I, I was tempted to go Cowboys 
for a lot of what Will said, but the Trayvon Diggs injury I think is impactful. And also, I just don't want to pick against the Niners until they actually lose. Once they lose a game, then I'll start considering to pick them in losses. But I just, they are due eventually, but I'm happy to be wrong on the week that they were due. The Niners look great, so I understand picking yeah. in that direction. Um, Dak hasn't looked horrible outside of that Arizona game, and it's really just that one interception. He looked um, amazing. The big thing that's the point of concern on the Dallas side is their their red zone offense looks abysmal. Um, but McCarthy said, um, and I was listening to one of their beat writers on KMBR, um, the reason the offense in the red zone as well as the offense has looked kind of stale is they haven't really had to break out the big guns yet. Almost all the games inside the Arizona game were blowouts, and I think the Arizona game, they kind of played with their food um, and got a rude awakening of what happens when you do that. Um, so I, I expect them to be a probably try and be a bit more dynamic. The big question is, can Dak execute um, what they're they're asking for? Um, I, yeah. I do like the Cowboys, but well, I, I think it's going to be a very against, close game. Against a top two defense, right? Exactly. Both, I think these are these are two very good defenses and offenses that can put up 30 points. So it's just going to be interesting to see kind of what wins out. Um, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it's a defensive battle. I wouldn't be shocked if both teams light up the scoreboard either. Um, yeah. I, I think that despite being defensive teams i think the niners are a bit weaker this year than last year um and then i also think that the not weaker but they they have more substantial holes um the old niner defense wouldn't allow a 99 yard drive um that just wouldn't happen um and then i think the cowboys defense while great it's very opportunistic and i think that some of those small plays where you run for four yards consistently they give up and that's why they struggle against the cardinals the cardinals weren't trying to actually beat them every play they were doing a, a holistic approach mm-hmm. uh, for what it's game. worth uh google's bard ai assistant is picking the niners by a narrow margin okay. i just <laughs> i Thanks just asked it because i was i needed a, a fifth opinion uh, all right, all right got, last game let's roll right into it i'll let Will, you guys go first will's riding with the raiders again against the green bay packers i i, I I think this, this is, is a perfect way to describe Will's week as the sunken cost fallacy. Because uh, yeah. that's literally all of his picks are just like, this can't keep happening to me. And let's are you going to do it again next like, week? Spin zone. I think the Packers are the same boat. I think the Packers are sunken cost fallacy. I don't think Jordan loves the guy. I think the, the Packers are actually a bad team. Uh, I don't honest. think they're a bad team. I just don't think, I think, I think they are a, uh, a good bad team. Right, like we we we, do, I, we typically do this around week seven or eight, where Cam kind of has his bad good team, good bad team scenario. I think they're a good bad team, where I think they can I, yeah. beat a lot of these really bad teams. Um, but it's going to be tough to actually go toe to toe with a good team. I don't uh, the Raiders. I don't know if they're a good bad team. They haven't. They're a bad team. Yeah, they haven't shown it yet. Like I said last week after that Thursday night football game, I was like, I'm out on the Packers. I'm done. But then I saw they were playing the Raiders, and I was like, well. Not this week, but Jimmy G should be I'm healthy. Not, but I, I also said the Packers tricked me. So if the Packers come out here and just blow out the Raiders and stomp on your face, I'm not going to take that into week six and be all like, whoa, maybe the Packers are a good team. I'm going to be like, no, they beat, they did this to the Bears. You're going to do it to the Raiders. That's because these teams are toilet teams. Take uh, it. I, I, I think that the Packers are a one and three team. Um, if Derek Carr plays the second half of that Saints game at all, um, even one drive. Um, I think the Raiders got Josh Jacobs going, um, last week he had 60 yards rushing and 80 yards receiving. Um, that's his best game year to date by a, a long shot. Um, in addition to that, Devonte Adams looked great despite kind of that health Terrible scare. Defense. Jimmy G will be back. Um, the Raiders will be 
at home. The defense has actually played very, very well, Cam. They held the Chargers to zero points in the second half. Um, I said last the Chargers week. are in bad defense. That's why Josh uh, Jacobs got going. Yes, the Packers let the the Lions spank them. Uh, they were that's just running the, up the I, middle. That's because I'm willing to say now that in week five yeah. that the Lions are a great offense. I think the Packers are a bad defense is what I'm saying. <laughs> and I'm disagreeing. I'm saying so you are you're on the Packer wagon still. I'm not on the Packer wagon still. I thought that it was a great a great defense and a could be great offense that's good right now. I'm now changing it to they are a good defense and a offense that could be good on a good day. Yep. And um, I think see, the doubt. Raiders will allow that. Doubt. Yeah, I, Look, uh, if the Raiders beat that's... the Packers, I'm going to spiral. You're going to like I already said I, I was out on this team. If, if the Raiders beat them, I'm going to be O U T with capitals this time. Um. <laughs> All right, let's look at this uh, one last thing, and we'll just kind of wrap up with this. We're not going to do a full guess that ticket price. Um, you'll guess the biggest ticket of the week is Niners-Dallas, um, and uh, actually Packers-Raiders is really close. Um, the one that's interesting to me is uh, $19 is the lowest price of the week, and that is the Bengals-Cardinals. Um, I definitely thought it would be a different game. I still think the Cardinals game, are going to so. be a shoe-in for cheapest tickets what? all year. Did you yeah. think it would be, Kev? I honestly was thinking uh, Texans Falcons. Um, CJ's hot. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's, I, is it in Atlanta? Atlanta we, we discussed. That was we, the second I forget, place. I think game. it was Will. It's in Atlanta. I think Will was the one who told us. That Atlanta's that. Atlanta just got a nice stadium. Yeah, Atlanta's yeah. got yeah. the nice stadium with the cheap concessions, so they were. Yeah. like Vegas. Yeah. Vegas is ticket. always up there because Vegas is a destination. You know, yeah. the new uh, stadiums. Well, the, the Packers, if you don't know this, like towns in Wisconsin, all talk to each other, um, and they take one vacation for a Packer away game. Um, so like entire towns in Wisconsin go to a, a, a nice destination during the winter. So I would guess it's Vegas oh, um, yeah. by a, a large portion of them this they year. The Not the winter yet, though. Eh. But I'm sure there's some towns. Yeah, like, they'll probably double Vegas. Vegas. Just, yeah, you know, they, yeah, it's, they do it's it. a better vacation spot than Minnesota. I'm just yeah, I was just saying like, I'm like <laughs> trying to go to like Green week Bay. 13 and I'm like, are the Packers playing in Miami in week 13? Like. Packers playing and plus Vegas LA. cheap flights from everywhere, you know. If yeah. you're spending less on your uh, plane tickets, you can spend a little more on your game tickets. Ooh, the Packers have a nice winter game in uh, New York City. That'll be warm. Mm-hmm. New York City. Ooh, they play Tampa Bay in Green Bay, where it'll be warm. All right, sorry, we might go to the December schedule. Yeah. We can run it out. Listeners, I'm sorry. Yeah. Peace. Yeah.